Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, a microphone And a phony at the mic. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. You think I'm some dummy off the street? My hair is everything. I cover all eras. My nickname, Mr. Era. Jeff Lutz. I've been around for 34 years. Longer than most people. 34 years to me is, that happened yesterday. Not in your lifetime. There's no alternate history where that could have been achieved. 97.5 in 1240 KFH. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. It's a Wednesday edition of the Bob and Jeff Show on KFH Radio. Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz. Max Power is our producer and our engineer. 869-1240 is the IHOP hotline. Welcome in. Happy to have you with us. How'd the show go yesterday with you and Duda so out good. at the East Wichita studio? It was so good. Such what, a great what show. What was good about it? We covered a lot of topics. We had a great conversation about Wichita State baseball. Uh, we what had was the conversation about Wichita State baseball? About how it's not looking so good right now and that uh, Brian Green is... Uh, it came into a pretty unfair uh, situation where everyone is in the transfer portal. He's trying to get all of them out when maybe he shouldn't try to get all of them out. But what's the, what's the choice that you have? It's just it's just an impossible uh, situation. Oh, the kid will get the kid will navigate his way through it. They've they've lost several key pieces now. Oh, you know what you do? You hand them a Samsonite bag and you say goodbye. Sure, but you also have to put a team on the field. You know what? You'll get that done. You should listen to that conversation. Very insightful stuff by yours truly. Well, I can't. I don't believe that. I, I don't believe that you had very insightful well, stuff. Well, you can believe it, or you can give me, uh, give, give me a repeat of one of the insightful. Well, the moments. insightful one of the insightful moments is you you these kids go into the transfer portal expecting all this love and attention, and well, we got a new coach and. Uh, I'm getting out of Wichita State, except when they go into the transfer portal, that attention that they think they're going to receive isn't there. Then they have to kind of come crawling back to Wichita State when their heart probably isn't in it. So that's even more. Well, I don't know that. I can't make that generalization. I don't know that their heart's not in it. You don't think that's ever happened? Well, even if it's happened once, who cares? Oh, the coach. You, you make your bed. Here's, here's one thing I think I told you when you were very young. You make your bed. It had several meanings. One being, I needed you to make your bed, that's which you usually, never did. That's why I usually didn't. Which you never did. That's right. Two is, the meaning of that is, you made your bed, sleep in it. What is... It's up to you now to make the best of the situation. What is the benefit of making your bed? 
Just a, a general uh, all is right with the world. But what, is it, what does it do? It makes things look better. And that matters why. Does your wife not make your bed? She does. I mean, she throws, under the bus. Let's she go. throws the blanket over the pillows. Does she not make the bed? Does she not pull the sheets up? We don't have sheets. Uh, what? We don't do sheets in my, in my family. What do you sleep on? We sleep on the, uh, the you know, the, the sheet that goes around. What's that thing? Fitted sheet. And you don't have a sheet between you and the blanket? That's correct. Well, that's just unre- that's unbelievable. Again, what's the purpose of sheets? It's a it's a more comfortable feeling. Absolute. A sheet. There's nothing that feels better than a sheet. Wrong. Oh, first thing I do when I get to hotel room, throw everything off the bed, and uh, go with the blanket. You 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 have to be kidding. I'm not kidding. And don't call me Shirley. No, you're you're kidding. Here's Anthony. Where's uh, Anthony been? I don't know, but he's here now, and I and I can't believe Anthony what I'm hearing. A grown man and woman who sleep without sheets. Well, we'll talk more about it, but I'm sure Anthony has something you know else. You, you know what? In regards to that statement, we got pillows, and my wife tells me that certain pillows I can't sleep on. So I hurry up and throw those to the side, <laughs> and then I get beat up in the middle of the night with pillows. But we do have sheets, so we got that box checked. Yeah, I can't but imagine I anyone without sheets. We'll talk about it. But yeah, I heard you. What's on your mind, Anthony? I heard you talking at the beginning about the dire straits of WSU baseball, and the way I kind of want to spin that is because you know, as Wichita State sports fans, and not just limited to one sport, as I'm looking at how things are shaping out, looks like to me that the women's might have a successful program because. I don't know if Paul, what Paul Mills is doing with his last two re, uh, scholarships that he have available or if he may pull the red shirt off of one of the two red shirts, uh, two walk-ons that are coming back. Uh, like you said, the baseball coach has walked into a shark tank, so to speak. So from my perspective, it looks like the most successful program might be the women's basketball team, and it might be a hot ticket. So that's just what I want to inject and. Get your thoughts on it, and you guys have a great day. Glad to be back, able to call you guys at least for the time that I can call. So you have a great day. Well, keep it up, Anthony. We, I've been, yeah, I've been wondering where you've been, big fella. So thank you. Uh, I don't know enough about the women's program to be able to comment on whether I think uh, well, the they recruiting got... that they've done makes them the most successful of the Shocker programs. I don't, I, I'd have a hard time believing it would be more successful in softball initially. Well, I'm, I think he's talking about the three programs well, that, hired, I don't, that I, hired new coaches. Listen, Anthony may follow it closer. I can't probably well, I'm about to that. tell you. What are you going to tell me? They got Treasure Job, which was a good get, even though she comes from Division Two Emporia State. She had a great career there out of Wichita South and was being pursued by a lot of schools. They just got – a pretty impact-level recruit who was considering, I believe, Alabama and some other schools of that uh, ilk. And they and they got a transfer who looked like she could be somewhat productive, uh, a, a transfer portal player that looked uh, like a pretty good rebounder, like she could fit in and fill a role. So, yeah, I agree with Anthony. It looks it looks better well, to me on paper. They also lost their best player. I get it. So, you know, I'll wait and see. I don't know. I mean, Anthony may be right. Who am I to, uh, to to debate Anthony on this? And Terry Nooner, love him. 
Well, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I love him. I think I love him. I, he seems like a nice guy. Uh, we had him on the show. I, I don't know that I love him. Uh, I don't I know where, I where you're getting all this hyperbole from. I'm a big, I'm a big Terry Nooner guy. Why? Because I think he's going to do a good job. But what if he doesn't? Then it will, in two years you'll uh, you'll be here. To, I'll, uh, I'll call on his behalf for his next job. Well, I don't, un- I don't understand why there. you've uh, jumped completely on on or off bandwagons. You're a member of the media. Uh, mm. Well, aren't you? Am I? Am I? Are you? No, am I a member of the media not in really. this community? I'm not? If I, if I thought that uh, having some sort of a rooting interest in a human being was bad, maybe I shouldn't be in the media. I've never looked at anybody and said, I love him. As yes, a, you, who? Of course you have. Probably that everybody. I've covered. Probably everybody. You love that everybody. I covered? I never. You didn't love Goose Dowdy? I never said I loved him. Really? No. Huh. Because I'm I'm played to be impartial. Uh, Jim this Dawkins. Is what, Don what, Dawkins. I, Don, I like Dawkins. John Dawkins. I don't know that I ever said I love him. That's too bad. I mean, he's probably listening right now. He's not. He's deceased. Put those scissors away. Uh, although in some ways I'd like you to keep them. Uh, <laughs> what ways are those? I don't know. That's funny in my brain. A uh, funny man in my brain. Uh, anyway, you know, we're, we're supposed to be impartial here. Well, I don't think the stakes of Wichita State women's basketball are large enough to where my impartiality or not has any effect on anything. Well, but it's, it's just a, it's a tenet of the occupation. Uh, but I don't cover, and, I mean. And the worrisome thing to me is that it's getting away from us. And if they're terrible, I'll say they're terrible. But, again, I don't think it's high stakes enough to have that level of, of animosity or, quote-unquote, love. But I like what Terry Nooner's doing over there. I, like- I, I was just raising a different time, I guess. I guess I guess him, I, I know what you're getting at. still I mean, I, a thing? But, but, it's, but why? I just don't understand how that breaks that line or crosses that line. Well, because you can't. I love him. Uh, it just it doesn't it doesn't sound right. Why? Because you can't. I can't. Yeah. So if Terry Nooner is, is found to have done something uh, irreputable, uh, would you report on it? Duh. Well, but you love him. So the, the 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 audience might have trust issues with you. Well, the audience knows where to stick it. So now you're. So now you not only are you not impartial, but you're antagonistic toward the audience. I hope so. Is that really what you hope? <laughs> Kinda. Why? I don't know. I don't care what the audience thinks. I'm going to do my job, as I always have. But if the audience, you think can't... I, you think I go home and like, man, I sure hope Terry Nooner gets it done with the Wichita yeah, State. Yeah, I think maybe hoops. you do. If I'm Just a like member of the audience, like what he, I like what he brings to the if table. If I'm a member of the audience, I might think that. Well, you'd be misguided. I might say to other audience members, I don't know that we can trust this guy. He's professed a love for this certain coach, <laughs> and I don't know that we can trust him to be impartial. And the other audience member may, may scratch their head and go, you know, you're probably right about that. I hadn't oh. thought of that. 
Whoopty. I mean, who cares? These are things that a journalist has to think about. I am a journalist, but I'm not a journalist on this show. This is a journalism show. No, it's not. Part part of it is. It's not to me. The interviews we do, sure, but everything else. What if I give, what if I, uh, you know, which has happened a couple times, what if I have information? Meaning what? What if, what if I break news? Is that journalism? If you want to. But I am not treating this show as though I'm a journalist. You wouldn't break news on this show. Sure. But that would be just because it's a topic on the show. What if it wasn't a topic? Then I probably wouldn't care that much. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting way to approach it. Thank you. Couldn't disagree more. Well, I'm you'll, sorry. You'll never hear me get on this show and say, I love. Yes, you will. You say that all the time. Coach. Wrong. Give me an example. I'm sure you've done it myriad times. Well, I'd like an example. I don't have, oh, I wrote it down. Bob likes uh, uh, Jay Wright that day. Or Bob well, you would have you known it. But I'm sure you've said you've loved Jay Wright or Bill well, Belichick. I, I respect him. I may like a coach. But what's the difference between like and love? When you say you love Terry Nooner, what love takes him. that beyond like? No, just his general positivity, his uh, his willingness to come on our show and uh, be affable and personable and friendly and kind of go with the flow and uh, well, do you love enjoy Brian the conversation. He was fine. He did the same thing. Yeah, he's fine. He's just fine. <laughs> so what? What's the difference? There, I, why are you uh, breaking no, this I'm, down? I'm like really it, breaking it down. Like it I, means anything. I want to break it down. What is the difference? <laughs> Why do why do you think any of it matters? Is the question. What about Paul Mills? Nah, he's all right. So you don't love him? Well, he's not an underdog. I I consider uh, anybody coaching Wichita State women's basketball a little bit of an underdog. Now right? you're just making stuff up on no, the I didn't. No, I'm not. Brian Green isn't an underdog. No. He just said he got his whole team on the portal, and he's not an underdog. He just said I'm going to get to Omaha. Right. But and he's so not. He doesn't an, want to be an you underdog. You don't think Terry Nooner doesn't want to get to the Final Four? He doesn't. Eh, he probably wants to. But let's. I mean, we got to speak in realistic terms. Well, here. is it realistic for Brian Green to say he wants to get to Omaha? Not really. But I'll let him have it. Uh, but Terry Nooner's not saying we've got to get to the Final Four. So that turned you off. A little, huh? Well, that's interesting. I mean, not, not really. Well, I'm learning all kinds of new things. You're you're not good at this. What do you mean I'm not good at this? You're uh you're putting words you, in people's mouths. I got you pretzeling in so many different ways. No, you don't. You're so twisted right now. Didn't you watch Sports that I, Sunday? I, that I need a cheese uh some cheese dip to dip you in. Didn't you watch Sports I Sunday? I did not. Well, I gave all my thoughts on Brian Green on that show. Well, I have to go back and watch that. Again, unless it happens here, I don't care. Well, that's fine. You might not be seeing me on Sports Sunday. Why is that? Uh, who knows? <laughs> is this breaking news? It's it's broken. It broke. So you're done on Sports Sunday? I don't think I'm done, but I don't know that I'm going to be a, a series regular at this point. Well, that's all right. You've you've done your thing. I did it for a year. You got other things in the in the frying pan. You'll figure it out. I sure will. Eight six nine twelve forty. Here's what's on tap. Today's show, uh, Sarah. Lundgren Walkup will join us at 225. She's going into the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame. 
We look forward to talking to her, one of the great volleyball players in Shocker history. We'll, uh, Mike, we'll be with Mike Furches after that, talking about some pop culture. He'll stay with us through our uh, Top 10 Wednesday segment. And then at uh, 3.40, 3.45, that general area, Jay Delling uh, from the Wichita Open. That tournament begins in earnest tomorrow uh, out at Crestview Country Club. We hope to get a couple golfers, one on each day, Thursday and Friday. It's time for the Wichita Open, kind of a rite of passage here in our community. Uh, so we look forward to talking to Jay Delling about the Wichita Open. What's your category oh, for man. Top 10 Wednesday? I love this category. I went into the archives a little bit uh, on baseball reference, and I did a little bit of research. And I, my top 10 is uh, top 10 players I think I would have liked if I'd lived in 1932. Hmm. Well, how would you, how would you tell that? You mean loved, you would have loved them? I would have loved them. Just well, by what, apparently, uh, being an underdog is one of the big... Just a look at their stats, seeing maybe what kind of player they were. I'm also going, going to uh, have a corresponding Negro Leagues player uh, on each, uh, each number. So two players per entry. Well, because, we don't have time because, for two. Because all my favorite players would have been Negro Leagues players. Let's yeah, we don't have real. time for two. Well, I'm going to name one anyway. I'm doing uh, my favorite Don Henley solo songs. Really? And uh, Mike is doing his top ten vacation spots. Doesn't he do that just about every week? I did it once. Uh, places I'd like to go. He doesn't do it every week. Now you're throwing Mike Furches under it the bus. It just bottom. seems like a kind of a Mike list. Maybe it's just... What are you, what are you saying about Mike now? Well, let's take a break. You what do you want? What do you have a problem with Mike? No, Burgess? I love Mike. You know he's listening. He is sure. Oh man! So what's the problem you have with Mike? I love Mike. <laughs> no, g give it up. Just say I got no problem with Mike. Well, you just you just made light of his list. I mean, Mike's lists are always great. Here's here's what I'd like to ask Mike Furches if we're being completely. Well, wait till he's on the air. Honest. Wait till well, he's on the air. I don't want to put him on the spot, so I'll I'll say it now, and then uh, when he shows up, no, I don't want to ask it. No, go ahead. What is it? I was going to say. So he posts on Facebook a lot, right, about hardships and things that might not be going so well in his life, among other things. He posts a lot of stuff on Facebook. A lot of stuff. But he's all he he posts a lot of stuff, and it's always heartfelt, genuine. Uh, it's interesting to read like anybody in Mike's life. I don't agree with him on everything, nor does he agree with me on everything, but I'm always interested in his viewpoints. Now, what is your criticism? The question would be, no, it's a criticism. Not really. How does he then gather himself for this show to be as on and, you know, lively as he typically is? That's your question? Yeah, because yesterday he posted about I got unimaginable pain. Are we saying too much? Uh, but is he okay? I want to know that Mike's okay. He always appears on this show as if he is okay, but I would like to know that he's okay. Well, we'll ask him. We'll, we'll ask him if uh, what, what uh, you know, he's, he's interesting on Facebook because he doesn't hold anything back. Correct. I'm in unimaginable pain right now, but I'm not posting about it. You are? No, not really. 
Uh, but I, you know, I, I don't post on Facebook as much as I used to, which is, I, I post a lot of league 42 stuff and then I get exhausted. Yeah. I haven't Have you been seen all the kid videos we put I've up seen there? a few of them. They're pretty good. Well, I'll watch more of them. They're pretty good. And they're also all on YouTube as well. Uh, if you search for league 42, Wichita, you can find our videos from this year, years past. Uh, it's cool. It's, Who do you have putting them on YouTube for you? I do that. Really? What? It's not hard. It just seems like uh, something you delegate. What do you mean? I didn't know that you wouldn't figure out or want to know or figure out Why how to do that. Why wouldn't I be able to figure it out how to? It just seems like I don't need to do that. I'll get somebody else to do it. it. You know how long it takes? Less than a minute. Yeah. I'm pretty good at this, tu- at this stuff. You're all right. No, I know what I'm doing. To upload a video to YouTube, yeah. That's, you probably have never uploaded I a video. I actually have. What what video did you when, upload? When we had to do videos for high school games, the oh, Eagle. there you go. Yeah, it's, I'm not a big video guy. I like videos. I like these little short videos with our kids. Uh, some of them are great. Some of them are just okay. It depends really on if they're going to talk or not, right? That seems like it, yes. That's kind of a big deal, and and fortunately, we got a lot of kids who talk. Are you ready for a break, Max? I am ready. Why not? Are we taking one? Yeah, we'll we'll take one. And when we come back, uh, we'll talk Kansas Sports Hall of Fame with one of the new inductees, Sarah Walkup Lundgren. Lundgren Walkup, right? Lundgren Walkup. That's right. We'll be back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Songs about a girl, the musical theme. This is the Kinks with a song called Victoria. Sarah Lundgren Walkup joins us on the IHOP hotline. She will be inducted into the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame coming up on October 1st down at the Kansas Star Casino. Uh, First of all, Sarah, welcome and congratulations. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for thank you for having me today. You bet. So that's got to be a, an exciting moment to get that call. Uh, tell us uh, where you were, what you were doing, and what was your reaction? Um, I was on the way. Actually, we were going to do my daughter's birthday party at uh, just kind of have, have a little camp out. And um, I honestly thought they had the wrong number, but they kept saying Sarah. So I felt pretty good about that. <laughs> but um, I I just kind of was flabbergasted that, you know, that that was that they were actually talking to me about it because I, you know, I just 15 years after my playing career, I'm, you know, kind of just trying to keep my, my, my high school team going. And I'm, I'm not really thinking really about me anymore. I'm just trying to, you know, teach other girls to play now. So it was pretty cool, pretty surreal. Um, had a few tears of joy. So um, it was, it was super cool. It's, it's, it's still kind of hard to believe right now. So. Yeah, you said it's 15 years after you uh, finished at Wichita State. Does that feel recent to you, or is is part of you like, man, after 15 years they still kind of remember the impact that I had and what I did? I have to imagine it's kind of gratifying in in both of those ways. Yeah, I mean, it it does. There's times it feels like, man, it was just yesterday, and, you know, I feel like I could go out and do that again, just, you know, right now. And then there's times that I'm like, it, it also feels like a dream. Like, did I, did that actually, did I live through that? Um, it just, it, it kind of becomes, you know, so far, I mean, anybody old enough, you know, after you've lived through something, it's kind of, you know, as, as the, you get further away from it, you start to, you know, you, you know, it happened. It just kind of becomes one of those pretty awesome memories instead of, you know, something that you you know live through every day so it was it's 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 both it's it's definitely both um for me sarah lundgren walk up certainly uh one of the great wichita state volleyball players of all time played with the shockers from 2003 to 2007 out of caldwell kansas i always love it when a native kansan uh, gets selected into the kansas sports hall of fame so we all know caldwell's not a big metropolis uh, what was it like uh, growing up there and trying to be discovered there? I know volleyball is a big world, but uh, was it difficult to get attention in Caldwell? That's actually a really good question. Um, uh, nowadays, the landscape is everybody has to play club volleyball, and you know that's right. where coaches recruit. Um, I was a multi-sport athlete. I did not play any club volleyball whatsoever, so... Um, my story is kind of different than what um, I think every teammate I played with at Wichita State had played club. Um, I just it wasn't as available to me in a small town. And Caldwell is only about an hour away from Wichita, so it's not that far. But at the same time, not that many people played. Um, so I was a multi-sport athlete. I didn't I didn't only do one thing. I did a little bit of basketball in the summer. Um, so I, I did volleyball, basketball. I ran track and then we didn't have softball at our high school. We were too small. And so we had a competitive rec summer league and I played that clear up through high school too. So I, I did a little bit of everything. Um, and then I honestly, when I wasn't playing, I, I worked on the farm and, you know, and my dad would, you know, when I had to go to a game, he'd say, okay, you go to your game. And so I'd go to my game and then I'd come back and keep working. So um, it was, it was, 
I don't know. To me, it's it's typical small town farm kid. Um, it's a it's a farm kid story. But um, how I got recruited, actually, and I had gotten letters from uh, you know some different colleges. Most of the of the interest I got was probably for basketball. Um, but I actually really had more of a a heart for volleyball. And I actually went to a Wichita State camp. I just kind of enrolled thinking, you know what, maybe if I go up there, maybe I'll learn something. Maybe somebody will see me. Um, And so uh, the summer of my sophomore year in high school, I went to a camp up there. And that's actually how Lambeau found me um, is because I walked into his camp and enrolled on my own. So it was, it's definitely a, a story that you kind of have to make your own path. And, and I guess I did. I didn't realize that I was doing that at the time. But um, that's that's kind of how it came to be. And then after that, kind of the rest is history. Got kind of two questions in one for you, Sarah. How much did playing in Caldwell and growing up there kind of helped shape you in relating to the players in Cheney who may have sort of a similar life experience, even though the world has changed a little bit. And how much did playing for Lamb, uh, Chris Lamb, help you uh, as in, in shaping you as a, as a coach too? Well, one of the reasons that becoming a teacher and coach at Cheney um, was so attractive to me is because it's a very similar sized town. Um, the school population's bigger, but the town itself is very similar to my hometown. So I liked that. I liked that it was a little bit further out, a little kind of country-esque. Um, and I like that the girls are multi-sport athletes. I, I would say the majority of my volleyball athletes um, play basketball and run track and, and or softball. So um, it's definitely one of the reasons that I you know, kind of chose to come, come out west and come this way. Um, as far as Lambo, um, I, I tell you what, if, if, and I know you guys have met him, but, um, if you haven't met Lambo, you're missing out because he's, um, he is somebody that he thinks a little differently and how he trains is different. And you would almost think that it, like he's from California. Um, I'm a Kansas farm girl. You would almost think that it wouldn't like you wouldn't go together, but for whatever reasons, maybe it's the opposite to track kind of thing. His style of coaching and my, you know, farm girl work ethic kind of just went together pretty well. Once he figured out that I'm kind of self-motivated and, and, and determined and, and kind of what drives me, um, I, I think, you know, he figured out real quick that I, I'm a fast learner. I was a fast learner. I, I, I would, work my tail off um he just had to give me the the tools and the the drills to develop all of the different um skills to go with it so um both of those things are are absolutely um imperative to the success that i was able to have talking uh, with sarah lundgren walk-up she'll go into the kansas sports hall of fame in october ceremony at the kansas star casino yeah, if you try to emulate Lambo's personality, you're probably not going to be able to do that, right? That's a that's a unique personality, uh, one all his own. So you you gain other things from playing under Chris Lamb, I'm sure, uh, but personality that's a, that's a tough one to copy. Absolutely, I mean, um, 
some of them, uh, you know, as a player playing for him, some of them will drive you crazy. And at the end of the day, you go home mad about it. Some of them, you go home laughing um, at some of the things that he says and, and some of the drills. Some of them have you scratching your head going, I don't even know what just happened or, like, I don't even know what he's talking about. But for whatever reason, for me particularly, it, it clicked. It worked. Um, and so, um, yeah, it, it, he's, he's, he's definitely one of a kind. He's very unique. Um, but, I mean, I, 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 I give a ton of the credit of what I had to, to him and his, his, the way he does coach. What do you uh, attribute your success at, at Cheney uh, to? Uh, obviously, you mentioned a lot of multi-sport athletes and probably really good athletes, but you've been there, I think, what, 14 years and yep. had a winning season and then some, uh, 40 wins a couple times. Uh, so why, why is Cheney so good year in and year out? I think a lot of that comes from just the tradition of, of the school. The school you know, they, they strive for success, obviously, in everything, academics too, but um, they're they're very successful in their sports. They, they've always been successful before I even came here. I think they have a great community backing of the school. Um, and, I mean, as far as volleyball goes, in my particular sport, I just – one reason I wanted to kind of stay part of the game and and coach, I just wanted to share – I wanted girls to understand – how fun it can be to learn the game because like we said, I came from a small town and the game that I played in high school, the volleyball game that I played in high school was so basic. Um, And I'm old enough that my senior year, we still played um, side out scoring where you had to serve and win the rally to get a point. So, um, but the, 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 I played such a basic game back then and, um, I think I just continually try to help the girls learn the game and how much more there is to it because there is so much more, I think, than I can even teach some of them. And, you know, if we get to the point, depending on the year and the girls I have, um, you know, I I get to the point where we can do a few more advanced drills and things. And the girls that strive to go to college, it's kind of cool when I can introduce them to even more complex concepts. But, um it's just fun to share the game with them. And I, I've had some very awesome multi-sport athletes, like we said, but um, that go play basketball in college or softball in college, but they've been great, great volleyball players. And I appreciate so much that they poured a lot into their time with me to be as good as they could be on the volleyball court, even though that wasn't their main thing. So that's, I think, what I love so much about um, Cheney and where a lot of the success has come from. All right, final question for Sarah Lundgren Walkup. You mentioned a couple times being a farm girl during your upbringing in Caldwell. What about you at this stage of your life still has that farm girl element? Um, well, I'll tell you what, I really love mowing. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I, there I, you go. I, enjoy, I enjoy going out and mowing the grass because the satisfaction I get from making my yard look perfect kind of like you know a freshly tilled field um you know there's that that's obviously kind of a funny one but um it's a lot of that it's it's that's what taught me my my work ethic um i mean 
my sisters and I still actually farm some ground. So, I mean, it's, it's still in me, like literally. So we're actually trying to get harvest started if the weather would cooperate. So um, it, it's really, it, it's kind of the foundation of who I am. Um, I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty. I'm not afraid of the hard work and the sweat. Um, so it, it really is just there you part go. of me. That's a good answer. We appreciate it. And thank you for coming on the show. Congratulations on this great honor. And I know October can't get here soon enough. Uh, really appreciate you, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Sarah Lundgren Walkup, uh, one of the newest 12 inductees into the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame. And I'm watching the Cardinals as we conduct that interview. And uh, we're up 5 3 in the ninth. And we have uh, two strikes on Mike Ustremski and uh, two outs in the inning. And Giovanni Gallegos. Throws a pitch right down the middle, and Mike Yastrzemski deposits it in the right field bleachers. Oh, it's five tied four going to the bottom of the ninth. Oh, he hit a two-run homer. Yeah. Oh. So uh, this is excruciating right now. <laughs> it's like anything that can go wrong for the Cardinals goes wrong. I feel you. And no, you don't feel me. Yeah, you don't no. feel me at all. Yeah, I do. You don't feel me at all. Yeah, I do. No, no one can can feel this. Really? Yeah. The Royals have the worst record in baseball. I don't care. The Royals are, are detached. Uh, I'm not detached yet, even though I should be. I come home every night, and uh, while I may not watch much of the game when they lose, I go right to the post game. Right? Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm just. I'm as much into this as I've ever been, and it just drives me nuts. But I was able to professionally get through that interview. Well, good job. While watching that ball land. Uh, ten rows back. I am uh, I'm hurt for you, bud. No, you're not. I just, I just, I'm, I ache for no, you. No, you're not. You know, you don't. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm gonna say something here. All right, I'm gonna say something. It's kind of the idea. Yeah. When it comes to underrated bands, America's one of them. If you go back and look at their song catalog, it's quite impressive. Why and that's one of their like favorites, that? Daisy Jane. Mike Furch joins when us. When it comes to lunch meat, hello, Mike. Ham is one. <laughs> no, that's that, that's not an analogy at all. You said oh, when it comes hi, to Mike. underrated bands, America is one. Right. Hello, Mike. Hey, Jeff Dennis, day isn't he? <laughs> I hope the boots. Well, are, that didn't even make any sense, today. Max. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I always go to Max. Uh, do you agree with my uh, assertion about the band America? Well, I'll tell you, Bob, from a song collection, yes. Seeing them live, I saw them live right back before Dan Peake died. And it was one of the most boring concerts I've ever seen. Really? And uh, Yes. they just they, I mean, they stood and played. They didn't talk or do anything. And the music, one song after another, begins to sound the same. But as a catalog. You listen to any individual song on the – they're, they're great. America was great vocally. They're in the top, I think, three vocal bands ever. They were just so good, and their songs were so good. But their concert, I saw them at Freedom Weekend Loft in Greenville, South Carolina, was so excited, and it was the most disappointing concert I ever saw. And I felt that way about the Black Crows. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Mike, band, will you do I that? I their stuff all the time. Will you do that I'll top do ten list someday? I'd be interested in the most disappointing concerts you've ever attended. <laughs> I could do that. I'm serious. Someday. I would be interested to know that. 
Here's what yeah. Jeff wants to know, and I know you were listening earlier oh, well, when you better, he. Oh, you better you better believe I was listening. <laughs> so my, he wants my, my to know, uh, and you are a prolific Facebook poster. Um, you must type fast or something, uh, and I enjoy reading your posts. They uh, they're a smorgasbord because you never know what you're going to write about or uh, take on. Uh, but Jeff's concern was the post yesterday when you were in pain and we all get worried when we read posts like that about people we care about uh and we wonder how you're able then uh to come on this show and sound like a man who uh, is not in pain well yeah first of all let let, let me give a comment because that's a fair question uh one comment is is that part of my job the virtual cue right even if they're using the tagline when you guys use twitter it's the virtual cue that is being on social media. Social media contact is a part of what my job is. And the, a huge part of that comes about that people don't see from private messages where people contact me on everything from they're contemplating suicide, their girlfriend left them, uh, or they're in a lot of pain. There's a response to the pain comment. Here's the answer to the question. Uh, if I had it all to do over again, I probably would not have participated and played sports as much as I did because I am I, I'm in constant pain. My back is messed up bad. I don't talk about it much. I'm, I can be in a good spirit here because right now I'm sitting in a recliner. Bob, I'm at your house. I'm in a chair. But anytime I'm on my, I'm on my feet a lot or something of that nature, I have two bulging discs and a herniated disc. Uh, in my lower back, which is fairly significant in regards to pain, and it can't be treated because the real kicker is I have what is called a spinal syrinx. And people can look that up at the, the how painful that is and the dangerous uh, concepts related to that. So uh, there are times that I will talk about pain. And the reason I do that, a lot of times I'll say things on, just to get people to think. But we have a healthcare system in this country that needs to be renovated uh, and changed because there is no way I can get treatment for that. Uh, even after I turn 65, which will be next year, there'll be limited forms of treatment. And the insurance, because of a pre-existing condition, for me to get is virtually impossible. So, but that's the yeah, I, and I, I and I, I get all that, and that uh, and and the pain's unfortunate, obviously, and we hope uh, hope for some relief there. I wanted to ask you uh, a little bit about, I want to get some questions in on pop culture. And one of those is, it seems like we're not going to have the war in the East for much longer uh, with the legal situation uh, with the Regal Theaters. Is that uh, a real danger in your estimation? I call it a danger. There is an outcome. Theaters need to be on the ball to keep the customer base. And uh, I think my personal belief is is that the Warren Theaters, when they set out the Regal, the, qu- the quality uh, and everything went downhill. And I think, whether it's a lack of workers or whatever, I'm concerned about AMC. Uh, AMC, when they first opened, was doing great. It was clean. Everybody was friendly. Well, it's still friendly, but it's filthy uh, when you go. So it is a concern. Wichita, I don't know if people realize this. A lot of Wichita's don't. The movie people do. At one time, Wichita was the largest movie market in America. And a lot of people don't know that, but back when Tron 
What does that uh, mean, Mike, when you say that? More people went to movies in Wichita than any city in America. Tron, the, uh, the latest, the late Tron, when it opened at the IMAX here in Wichita, it that was the number one grossing movie of any theater for any movie in America. And Wichita routinely was listed in the top three movie attendance audiences in the country. That's a lot of people going to movies. I mean, that's that's well, up against people the love LA going market. to the Warren Theater. Yeah, but that that's that's up against L.A., New York, Chicago. We were routinely in the top three, and there were times that we were the number one theater attended uh, city in the country. And so, as we lose the theaters, uh, it's 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 really a sad statement. Uh, is it is it going to ruin Wichita? No, but. I think COVID, Bob, had a lot to do with it, uh, and it still has something to do with it because of the quality of workers, employees. And, you know, there's a lot of things that come into play there politically. Are you paying them enough money? Are there benefits? All of those kind of things come into play. But it's a sh- well, I used to go to the booth all the time. It's a shame. I'm a, I'm going to say this: what comes into play are streaming services, the amount of money yeah. we pay for those. And the lack of uh, discretionary income because of that. Uh, my entertainment needs are met through my home uh, yeah. because I pay for uh, several streaming services. I get everything I need. I don't feel compelled to go to the movie theaters anymore. And I think that hurts them as much as anything. Yeah, I think it comes, it comes into play. Well, think about last year's Academy Awards. How many of those awards for Best Picture were from streaming services? Um, there was at least four, if not five, of the nominated films that came off of streaming services last year, and uh, that's a, uh, you know, it's the, I like the big screen, I like the popcorn, I like the non-interruptions, I like all of those things that you get at the theater that you don't necessarily get at home. But when you start weighing what it costs, uh, the the home option is a fair and adequate option. I just wish I didn't have the distractions and uh, you know that I have at home. Right. So, right. But yeah, I think that's totally right uh, on. Okay. What's your, uh, what's your theme for your top 10 this week? Favorite places that I have been. And Jeff, I've not done this list. I've done something similar, but I've not. I done know. It, it just seems, list. it just seems like a mic list. Yeah. It is a mic. That's cause I'm mic. There you go. Then it's, then it's perfect. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm right. doing Don Henley solo songs. You're doing. Players, baseball players from 1932, you think you would have liked. Yeah. Uh, so there, there's the list. We're going to take a break, come back, and get started. Mike Furches with us, Top 10 Wednesday. Uh, before On our way to break, uh, tell us your impressions of the movie The Boogeyman. I, I hated it. It's a, <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's that simple. I wouldn't waste 10 If you paid me $10 to go see it again, I wouldn't see it. It's pathetic. Wow. There you go. All right, Mike Purchase with us. Top 10 Wednesday next. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties 
the game! Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.